When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. They had to go and get Porzingis to, to, to help you guys out, to maximize the, the, the talent between you two. And I was sacrificed, you know. Like, I think that's how he's going to look back at it. Not that, all oh, this team gave up on me. It was, no, I was sacrificed for the greater good of this team. And I think he's okay with that, but it's not easy. It can't be easy. It, it's, it's never easy. Um, the 1986 team that won it uh, when Cedric Maxwell was traded away from Bill Walton. Mm. Bill Walton played one season, and that was it. I was sacrificed at that time to go ahead and win a championship. I've been teased before by a couple of people in the media and said, you won three championships. You won three because, uh, you know, when you were traded for Bill Walton, that made them stronger. Well, it made them stronger for one year, and that Mm. was it. It's the ego thing, though. And I'm Mm. sure Grant's going to feel the same way. The big girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody give me a napkin so I can wipe my mouth. Back with another episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. I am Josue Pavone, joined by Cedric Maxwell as the NBA free agency rolls on. The Celtics signed two new players. Uh, Damian Lillard requested a trade. Marcus Smart talking for the first time since the trade went down, the one that sent them to Memphis, and he's uh, actually was introduced officially as a member of the Memphis Grizzlies. But let's start with what happened with Grant Williams. Uh, Max, Grant Williams traded part of a three-team swap. And, of course, this episode, just like every episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast, brought to you by FanDuel. Head to FanDuel.com slash Boston where you can win big. That's FanDuel.com slash Boston. Grant on the move. Well, let, me ask, let me ask you a question here. Since you said that, did FanDuel have this? Could you have bet on this? If Grant would have got traded or not? That Grant that... Got tra- I don't think they had that one listed, but if it, if it was, uh, if it oh, was, okay. I feel like people might have might have won big. I mean, I don't know. How, how do you how do you call it here? I mean, look, the four-year, uh, $54 million uh, deal with the Mavericks. I mean, that's that's solid, right? That's a great, that's a great yeah. contract for someone like Grant. Three-team deal, the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, were involved as well. So let's get two future second round picks. And, uh, you know, San Antonio also picked up a player, but the Southern didn't pick up a player here, right? I mean, th- does that part surprise you? And, and if so, you know, what um, what do you think led to, to Grant Williams leaving Boston? I just think that Brad Stevens and Joe Mazzuba felt like his relationship with this team had run its course. I like Grant. Uh, Grant was one of your smarter players you had. He was a guy who was experienced in the playoffs. 
Uh, he could defend multiple positions. He could guard centers, guards, forwards. Um, those are pieces that are, are, are hard to let go. Mm. And that is why I feel like, I don't know, for whatever reason, I'm not saying I know anybody in the office, but I just think this isn't the last shoe to drop. I think there's something else in the works. Um, Dame Lillard out there saying, and Stephen A. Smith said, well, you know, tell Boston that they better not trade for, go out and say, we're going to get Dame Lillard because Dame Lillard wouldn't be happy. He would. And I said, that's the same thing that Kevin Garnett said. Mm -hmm. Kevin Garnett originally wanted to go to Los Angeles and play with Kobe and decided at the last moment to come here and team up with Paul and Ray. And we know what happened. They became a, you know, they became a stick. If you are able to get Dean Lillard, I think you start looking at his age, how long he's going to be around. I think he has three or four more years left on his contract. And um, he's been durable, but he, he didn't, I think last year, uh, Portland shut him down. Uh, late in the season, so I'm just I'm I'm really I'm 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 kind of kind of surprised. Yeah, I mean, you wonder if I mean clearly this is a, a a way to save money, right? To get 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 far as possible from the second apron tax apron, right? And I think that has a lot to do with this deal. I mean, Reggie Bullock is the player that that's uh, involved as well. He's going to San Antonio, but you know you you. Wonder what the next move is. Is Malcolm Brogdon still a piece mm -hmm. that you're trying to move? Are you still going to address that front court in, in another way, right? Whether that's the TPE that you get from this deal, which is worth just over six million, uh, or do you re again do you revisit that Malcolm Brogdon deal? But I just wonder if you're going to make a deal like that for Damian Lillard, and if that's even on your radar. You know, getting those ducks in a row it's a big part of it right so that would essentially mean obviously parting with grant but again try and create more space by parting with malcolm brogdon but i mean it, it's conflicting reports though right there's another report out here saying that the Celtics aren't interested at all in damian lillard right shutting down that rumor i mean i think for the most part it's easy to believe why Jalen brown wouldn't be involved i still do think that this franchise is gearing towards giving him that max deal or something like that the negotiating is clearly still going on here but if you're able to trade for someone like Damian Lillard and you're not giving up Jalen Brown, I mean, look, people can say what they want about his injury history. I still think it's worth that two to three year window. Like you just said, man, that's a super team. That's a team that's at the top to win it all. If you, if you're able to pull something like that off and if it's not, if it's not feasible, then what's plan B, right? Cause the Southern's have to, in my opinion, at least make one more move to address that front. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I think that if you have Porzingis, you have, you're, you're saying you're, you're going to have both your, your super forwards, um, Brogdon, White. This is still a formidable team. Are you going to pull that, that lever? Are you pushing all in at the table if you're playing mm -hmm. Texas Hold'em? Brad Stevens, everybody's been complaining for the longest time. Oh, Brad, he won't make any moves. You well. Guess what? Not Brad anymore. made moves. Right. And a lot of people were uncomfortable with those moves. For yep. me, personally, these were two players I really liked. I had a personal relationship with Grant, obviously being from Charlotte, North Carolina, knowing his mom, knowing his family. Um, 
Marcus has been long around, you know, forever, it seems like. And you've always heard me speak glowingly of Marcus. Uh, if I had this, if I had to get a couple of guys who could play in the 80s, Marcus would have been one of those guys. Mm -hmm. So to lose him uh, and to send him away. I think that I, I think that trade though really was forced when Brogdon did not pass the test. Right, right. Because well, they didn't have Brogdon time to didn't bring him in. Porzingis yeah. was still available, and he had to have another piece immediately. And Marcus Smart happened to be that piece. Right. Um, so right. you know, when Brogdon failed the physical, reportedly it was Brogdon that was leaving, and Porzingis was coming in, and that was going to be your team. When Brogdon failed the physical. Now, all of a sudden, you still got Porzingis out there. So you're looking right. like, okay, what do I have to give up? Marcus well, the Clippers didn't even get a chance to do the physical, right, Max? I, it makes you wonder if this was like a, a take-it-or-leave-it type of deal, right, with the Marcus Smart one in their back pocket, knowing that they were going to be able to, to, to pull that off because Memphis Grizzlies were more than eager to sign up for that deal, right? So you wonder what, what happened there. Like, are, Were they trying to trade Brogdon without enough time for them to – you know, do the physical with obviously that that uh, deadline that was looming, that midnight deadline where Porzingis, if he opts out of his, his contract, the Celtics have no chance of getting this guy. They couldn't sign yeah. him as a free agent. It had to be yeah. through a trade. So yeah. there's a lot of moving parts here. And that's something that Marcus Smart uh, giving us the exclusive, CLNS Media the exclusive, um, myself along with Bobby Manning, uh, Gary Washburn was also there, um, John Corrales, very small group of guys that went to this event. Um, that was at the Dana's, Dana Barrow's Basketball Center, where he pretty much took his time and and telling everyone that, look, you know, it's sad that it had to end like this. But at the same time, I was shocked. Marcus Smart saying that he found out or he was told a week before the trade that he was safe, essentially. Right. He went to bed that night, Max, thinking that he's going to play with Porzingis in Boston <laughs> and that Malcolm Brogdon Curry. was the one on the move. Steph Curry, night, night. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> His fiance woke him up, say, "Hey, Marcus, uh, you you want to take this call here?" Well, I, I, matter of fact, I just got the phone with our with your agent, and looks like we're heading to Memphis. Like that's how we found out, Max. Wow. It's and that's why I said you can't take any other way other than the fact this is a business. And Brogdon, who's been around for a while, even if he was going to get traded. Hopefully he's not disgruntled and he understands that this is a business and you're going to move. The thing that happens though, too, Josue, is this. If you've never been traded, it's going to, it's going to hurt. Mm. My first trade when I left the Celtics going to Clippers, there was, there was a lot of emotion leaving the team. Now my next trade going to the, to the Houston Rockets, it was like, uh, no big deal. You know, <laughs> but your but your first trade, the first, the first different. trade, yeah. the first yeah. the first dis the first dislike that you real dislike that you have from another team is crazy. But here's put it in a nutshell: he was wanted by another team. Yeah, Memphis has tried for the longest time to find out if they could if there was a way to get Marcus Smart, and they were able to you know pull that trigger and do what they need to do. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what led to my, uh, I think it was my second question that I asked Marcus was like, you know, the other side of that, obviously everyone always drops a line. The NBA is a business. These type of things happen. But, you know, the silver lining is that there's a team that really wants you, right? The one that pulled the trigger on the deal that's acquiring you. And that's the Memphis Grizzlies. What are the, some of the, the first things that cross your mind when you're 
you know, going to Memphis and he immediately was just like, man, like that's a culture I can, you know, I can fit in. I can thrive in there. They finished second in the West last year. You know, hopefully they can compete for a championship. I mean, all that is certainly on the table for Marcus, but you wonder how the Celtics are going to, you know, obviously you, you bring in Porzingis, but is there another move looming? Is there another one, you know, in, that, that we're not seeing right now because of I think, Brad, all the craziness that's going on right now? You know, look, look at these guys that are moving that switching teams here. I believe Brad has to make another move to shore that, to shore that front quarter because if you're talking about having Porzingis, who's been hurt, Al, who's not playing, you know, night back to back. Rob Williams, who's often been hurt. Who's the next piece that you have up? Unless you're going to play Tatum and Brown a little bit more at the forwards. And who's going to be your starting guard now? Who's going to start for you? Is it going to be White and who? Are you going to have Brown as a, a primary ball handler? Right. That's what I wanted to ask you, Max. Do you feel comfortable with this backcourt? I mean, all of a sudden it went from being crowded to being, uh, they're not quite as talented as last year, but the season's not over, right? Or this offseason's not over. But Yeah, I, no. I was I was asked that same question, Josue, um, on television, on on Comcast or NBC. NBC Sports, yeah. And, and they said to me, "Is are the Celtics today – stronger today than they were the last game of the season. And I'd have to say, no, I don't think they were were stronger. Now I think there are moves to be made and they can be stronger, but right now that team was an ankle injury away from being in the finals and possibly win. So I'm, I'm just really, I'm really concerned. I'm really concerned. How are those pieces going to work together? Is Porzingis going to be that dude scoring the ball, shooting the jump shot? Do you want another jump shooting center? Or do you want somebody in the paint? Porzingis has that length, that size. He can take you in the paint and get score. I think you did miss that when you had him out there on the floor. You did miss the fact that he was – that you did not get scoring enough from Al, who is getting older, and Rob Williams, who – never has really developed any moves, you know, left-handed or right-handed around the rim. Right. His lob game was crazy. Upstairs, I, I love that. But, but no post. When you get, no him, when you get yeah. him five to ten feet away from the basket, you eliminate almost any shot opportunity he's going to have, whereas that doesn't happen if you have Porzingis on the floor. Right. No, it's true. Now, it's true. Here's it's true. the other thing. Are you forcing? Are you forcing right now the hand of Tatum and Brown to be more of a leader? One thousand percent. Since Marcus yeah. Smart was your heartbeat, if he was your heartbeat, now who who's going to be your heartbeat? Who's going to yeah. be that dude? Because we we've always known be that he was, we always known and we've always appreciated his toughness. Right. You know, it's that interesting true. you say that, Max. It's interesting you say that because one of the quotes that stood out to me that that Marcus said was. You know, uh, I'm I'm, ex- I'm eager. I'm excited to see how they how they grow. You know, individually, but more importantly, as leaders, right? Because this is this is the big season now, right? I mean, we, we were saying this a couple of years ago when when you know uh, Kemba was gone and Marcus took the the point guard position, but Marcus was still calling a lot of those shots. Obviously, as he was getting acclimated to that new position, but now he's he's gone, right? This is down to Tatum and Brown to see how they lead. Can they can they clear that final hurdle into a championship? Because there's no more. Oh well. You know, there was a conflict between the three. No, no, it's, it's up to you two now. 
Mm. And for, for Marcus, you know, I, I'm sure he's he's eager to see how this team responds with, with, with these two guys leading the way, you know? And I, think about it like this too, Mac. If I'm Marcus, let's say hypothetically, right? Let's say five, six years down the road, the Celtics, they, they, they win a couple of championships, you know, all is well. Tatum Brown pulled it off. If I'm Marcus, you know, in a joking matter, right? I'm going to be like, man, congratulations. That's great. But just so you guys know, you, you know, right? Like, I had to be traded. They had to go and get Porzingis. To, to, to help you guys out, to maximize the, the the talent between you two. And I was sacrificed, you know? Like, I think that's how he's going to look back at it. Not that, oh, this team gave up on me. It was, no, I was sacrificed for the greater good of this team. And I think he's okay with that, but it's not easy. It can't be easy. It, it's, it's never easy. Um, the 1986 team that won it, uh, when Cedric Maxwell was traded away from Bill Walton. Mm. Bill Walton played one season, and that was it. I was sacrificed at that time to go ahead and win a championship. That's a great point. Uh, I mean, I've, I've been teased before by a couple of people in the media and said, no, you didn't win one championship. You won three championships. You won two. You won three. Because, I mean, two. Uh, yeah, say you won two. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you won three because, uh, you know, when you were traded for Bill Walton, that made them stronger. Well, it made them stronger for one year, and that mm. was it. Man. So – I played, I think, three more years. Bill Walton essentially played one year and he was done. Uh, it's uh, it's the ego thing, though. Your ego is is definitely taken in and you're taken back because of who, what, and where. And I'm mm. sure Grant's going to feel the same way. Uh, you know, but Grant went out and he got his bag. Uh, the Celtics didn't let him just walk. They were able to get two second round picks for him right. and they were able to get a, a, a trade exemption of a little bit more of $6 million. Right, How right. is Brad going to maneuver and use that as a weapon? Because you're kind of shorthanded. You know, I've heard people say, well, you get Dame Lillard, you're going to, you, you essentially everybody you have right now is gone and you're going to have to fill the roster with a bunch of people who are on minimum contracts. Kind of like the Lakers. Sure. Kind of like the Lakers have done over the last couple of years. You know, they get guys, you know, who are making $2 million or whatever it is in the NBA, excuse me, but NBA $2 million is, that's that's the bargain, that's that's a that's a basement price for, yeah. for guys right now playing a year in the NBA. So I'm, um, I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm just kind of, um, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm kind of apprehensive, but again, I'm excited and I'm excited also about Sam Cassell coming aboard. Yeah. Other assistant coaches coming aboard. Strengthening yeah. your hand Probably. from your coaching standpoint with experience. I love the guys that they had there who were our coaches. But I think that they wanted, the felt Celtics felt like they wanted more experience, and they have that. So you're putting this hodgepodge together, and this is going to be a statement about Bray. Mm. What where Brad is, it's a statement about Tatum and Brown because you don't trade Marcus Smart unless you get there okay. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. 
Listen to the deal on Spotify. Yeah. You're not true. Yeah. The NBA now, you have to get your best players, have to be on board for almost anything you do, especially if that player like uh, uh, Tatum is is going to have his contract is coming up and you want to do a, a super max to him. You, 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 you go through him. So this had to be okay through, you know, some people around there who saw, saw all these things about to happen. And look, this is Persingas. He's always been that unicorn. He always been, when he was first drafted by the Knicks, the Knicks fans booed him. Then the next thing you know, the Knicks fans were cheering him. Then they booed him again when he was going out of town. He goes down to Dallas and has, it, it, it wasn't what they thought they would get. Right. He, they sent him off to Washington. And then Washington obviously had to say, well, you know, we're good here. And now Boston is. Yeah, but they, was, they were selling everybody, Max. So. Brad, Brad saw the rags on the wall. He, he knew what was going on there. So, but they did, he did get the extension though for the Celtics for two years. Okay. So, but I mean, there's some people that might say, well, if he gets hurt this upcoming season, now you're stuck with it. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a lot of moving parts here, but you have to look, if you're making a deal like this, like Brad did, you have to income, you have to have some sort of commitment here. You're not going to, you know, have him come in for a season. And all of a sudden you're back to square one after that season failed. So it's, it's a risk. It's a big risk, but I think Brad, is dead set. He's 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 really committed to this to this core. This these three. Yeah, I, I think I think he is very committed. And you know, like you guys had your exclusive with Marcus Smart. I had mine on the elevator um, about a, about a year and a half ago. Uh, it was two o'clock in the morning. Uh, we had just arrived in Orlando. The team was playing. Was just starting to turn around and play well. And I was and I've told this story before. I'm talking to Marcus. Both of us going down to get our bags and said, man, you guys are playing, playing well. And he looked at me and said, that's what happens when you let your fucking point guard handle the basketball. So that was a huge statement. Yeah. And yeah. he is, to me, essentially, he's, he's delivered. That's what right. is crazy about this. Marcus yeah. has delivered. And yeah, he's been humble I, too, I, man. I guess that's why I, I don't, I'm not using the word disappointed. But I don't, I don't know what word I'm using when it comes to losing a guy like Marcus. I, disappointed is the word I want to use, but I know the business and mm. I know what happens. And Brad obviously wanted to make a make a move, and mm. uh, hey, it might might work. It might work out. Hopefully, it works out well. And I think he was professional because he could have. I mean, he, he said what he said, and that he was shocked because. He didn't expect that to happen, but he's not holding any grudges here. You know, he's not saying like, oh, the organization did me dirty or anything like that. Mm -hmm. He's saying, look, if you guys think that making this deal is going to make you guys better, then I'm for it. You know, in other words, I don't want to be in a place where I'm not wanted. Like, if that's the move, you guys think you're going to be better that way? All right, I'll go my way. You go your way. Hey, you know, Memphis is not a bad situation to be in. And nine years is a long time, but it is what it is. And, and I think that that's the kind of markers that we that's the kind of response I expected from Marcus. But. The whole I was told I was safe thing. I was a little surprised to hear that the Southerners went out and, and, and said that. Maybe they didn't go out and guarantee it, but you would think there'd be some sort of like, hey, you know, it's a possibility, but it's not likely. Something like that. Instead of the full like, hey, you're safe. Don't even sweat it type of. Uh, do you think but, this is do you think this is like the uh, shelf life of that uh, 
that leftover food you have in your refrigerator right now, where you're going, man, this, hey, I'm going to eat this tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to eat yep. it tomorrow. And you open the lid up and go, whoa. Three oh, days I, later. I think, now I'm gonna have to, <laughs> I think I'm going to have to toss this thing. That was going to be my dinner, but now I'm I'm good here. You know, everybody, <laughs> hey, Marcus, everybody Marcus, has a right. shelf life. I don't care yeah. how it works. Yeah. Everybody has a shelf life that you're going to move on or, or other things are going to happen. We all both remember when Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett got traded down to Brooklyn and Brooklyn was all up in arms thinking they were about right. to win the championship. And that was um, ugly. That was an ugly little period for Brooklyn. And Brooklyn right. bounced back and recovered, which was crazy. But all the moves around the league, Kyrie Irving signing a, you know, uh, right. an extension on his yeah, but Max, remember too, in the nice little bag. If Boss doesn't do that, you don't go out and draft Tatum and Brown, right? You got those picks from Brooklyn. So that was one of those, like, hey, we have to make this move. Time for the new era. But, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's, the whole league has kind of bounced around. It's, it's uh, just it's, it's some nice little surprises. The guy who uh, was uh, Bruce Brown was the guy who was the, the Boston player, well, from Boston, who um, was in was with Denver, wins the championship and goes back and signs a forty million dollar deal with uh, Denver. With Denver, uh, yeah. And there's another scenario which comes into play too. You have to think about this: if Brown and I'm not sure, I'm I'm not saying this is going to happen, but look what happened with Tyler Hero, or what could happen to Tyler Hero if you go out and sign Brown now, you can't trade him this for a year. year yeah but next year all bets are off and you would have a huge contract with a huge player that some team might want to have and you might want to leverage that so and there's a lot of movable parts now that uh, we're both we both are seeing right right and you know after the the cameras went off we had an extended conversation with marquez and i thought it what he said was was dead on. Like this, this is the part where I'm just like, okay, yeah, like that's usually how it goes in this business, right? And he said, look, we've been at this thing for quite some time, right? I've been here nine years. You know, we came close to 2022. Uh, got you know, lost game seven Eastern Conference Finals. They were gonna, it was bound to happen. There was gonna be a shakeup. I didn't think it would be this soon. I figured it would be me because let's face it, they're not gonna trade one of the Jays. And he said that with a laugh. He wasn't saying that as like you know, like he was mad about it, but he was just like. I just didn't think it was going to be this summer, you know? And I really believed him when he said that. Like, man, I thought that in my mind, I'm not putting words in his mouth, but I'm thinking he probably thought at least one more year, one more crack at this thing. And the Porzingis thing, you know, you go to bed thinking Brogdon's the one out. Man, I'm going to get to work with Porzingis. We're going to do this thing. We got a a, a new core. And then your, your fiance wakes you up, man. It's just like, nah, man. Like, I, I got a whole nother story here to tell you. Like, man, that's tough. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I mean, that, those, those trades happen. I always tell people about my last trade that I was the, one of the first salary caps uh, uh, hits. 
Uh, oh, when I was in Houston my last That's year. Right. Yeah. And getting a call from my good buddy, Don Chaney, who had become the head coach of the Rockets. And he, he calls me up and says, Max, I got bad news. And I thought he was a friend of the family. So I thought something didn't happen to my baby girl or to mm -hmm. my wife. And uh, he said, well, we, we just traded you. And I was, that was the one time I was shocked, but I was more shocked when I called my, called my wife or soon to be ex-wife and told her, I said, you know, I got some bad news for me, bad news for you. She said, I already know. I said, what? what do you mean you already know? Yeah, yeah you, you got traded. I said, what? She said, yeah, I, I knew that this possibly could happen before you took this 16 hour drive to Houston. Now, the next thing in your mind, what comes out then? <laughs> why, why the fuck did you tell me? Why didn't you mention it? <laughs> what, was, was that just a cautious thing or did she just no, have like, what, what, No, what happened was that, that the answer she gave me was the answer that I could say I stopped my relationship. She said, I didn't tell you that you were going to get traded. And because he knew Don Cheney's wife, Jackie, he, she said, I didn't tell you because I didn't want to get Don or Jackie in trouble. Oh, wow. Jeez. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. When you, so when did you get the papers? When did you get the divorce papers? <laughs> You know, you are not with my, you're not playing for the home team anymore. And I was just like, yeah, well, for real, what side you on? Yeah. Right? Even the day, even the day if I say that to her, she's like, ah, you should get it. You should got over it. I did. No, I got over it. <laughs> I did. Got over our relationship. I, because it was a matter at that time of, I got, I, this is in my camp. This right. is in, in my camp. Right. It was, it's been like Marcus Smart's. It's been again essentially like the, the fiance did the same thing. Right? Yeah, I drove sixteen <laughs> hours. I just drove up. She, I was driving away from Charlotte. She's waving bye 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 bye. I'm like, oh, get my bye. Driving all the way sixteen hours to get to Houston. As soon as I get there, Don calls me. Well, you've been drinking. What? Okay. Hey, well, Renee, I got some bad news. Oh, I, uh, I already know. You already know what that you're gonna be traded. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I said, said, She's I like, said, boy, so, he's going to be upset today. Why <laughs> didn't you tell me? Uh, I didn't want to get Don or Jackie in trouble for leaking the information to my husband. <laughs> you know, I mean, there, there are camps that you have and things that happen in your life. And sometimes they tell you more on that other side about what team you're with than, you know, you're that person with the opposing team and not with your team anymore. So well, maybe, they, you know, in, in her defense, Max, maybe he was, she was afraid that they were going to fumble the bag or something. Like it would interfere with, <laughs> with it, your it, money it, or something. It, I don't know. Just wait, this was my second. It, this would have been my third trade. It wasn't my second. It was, it was my, I went to, I went to the Clippers. I went to Houston and then Houston, I got traded to Washington essentially That's for right. a salary cap dump. Yeah. I could have stayed home told the Rockets that, you know, okay, I understand. Thank I'm flying that day. I didn't right. have to get in the car and drive 16 hours. That's what was that. That was just bizarre. Took my you drove, car you drove, 16, you drove 16 hours to get traded. That's crazy. And 16 hours to get traded when I was already in Charlotte. I, I, didn't, I didn't have to go. 
<laughs> didn't he have to go that way? So I know it's it's funny, it's it's bizarre, but you know that's what I'm saying. Strange things happen when Marcus Smart is saying he had just heard from the team saying, "You're good, you're safe, you <laughs> right, you good, <laughs> you good, yeah, you good." You're we trade him Malcolm. Don't worry about that. We trade him Malcolm. You're good until until something happens to Brogdon, and we need to use you as an insurance chip to yeah. uh, trade to get yeah. Porzingis. That yeah. that's what that's what's shocking, and that's hey, what hurts. Especially he's not, he, he's not dumb, Max. You don't you don't make a deal in the final hour like that without knowing that they're they're in on market. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't just call in the final hour. Like, hey, you guys want markets? Like. No, Memphis was like, oh, this is the call we're waiting for. Bet. Let's do it. Boom. Yeah, absolutely. And now, do you, here's the thing that is just as fascinating to me. What is it What is it going to be like when Marcus Smart comes back to Boston for the first time? Oh, man. The tribute video. The I number think, 36. Think, the, the, is it he's going to try to fight it, Max, but I think he might tear up. I really do. I think yeah. he might tear up. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's what I see. Yeah, I just see Marcus, who is you know has his you know card on his his sleeve, and I, I it is it's an emotional thing. You know, I didn't get the tribute video because it wasn't a jumbotron, but I remember getting the standing ovation, and it was it was it was amazing the way it was emotional, happened. right? And so for him to come back and at some time in the game, probably in the first quarter. Uh, whatever it is, it's gonna be thank you, Marcus, and show the yeah. highlights yeah. and all that. It's it's gonna be kind of crazy to have the have all the number thirty six up in there, you know, his his jersey and and you oh, know, Marcus man. is back. Yeah, everyone's gonna be rocking it. He'll be rocking that same number down in Memphis. And he also said that he's going to dye his hair blue. I don't know, maybe you watched our podcast or something, Max. But he said he's gonna dye it blue. So. Everyone needs you to relax. And I the whole... you and I, well, hold you on, Max. Hold on. Let, me, let, me, let me say something real quick, though, because this kind of like annoyed me a bit. I mean, so after our episode and even before that, there were people saying how uh, they were criticizing people who had photoshopped his, his hair to look blue. There were some reports that are like, oh, he's a Memphis Grizzly, you know, and the people were like, oh, that's so disrespectful. He did that, you know, when, he, when his mom passed, he did that for his mom because his mom did that. I'm like, okay. There's a couple things here. One, I mean, yeah, one, he continued it because his mom loved it. True. Okay, that part is true. But two, he did it because he plays for the Celtics, Max. Yeah. He didn't exactly. tie his hair green and say, Mom, do you like it? Okay, I'm gonna keep it. Like he initially like, it's like the chicken and the egg thing. What came first? You know what I mean? Like it's like clearly yeah, how, how is how much is your dedication when you dye your hair the color of your team? That's how dedicated That's you dedicated, were man. to this franchise. And, and I can't think of another Celtics player who's more proud to be a Celtic than, than Marcus in the last yeah. nine years. That's yeah. not even close. Not yeah. even close. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The only one I can yeah. think that probably would have had the same kind of conviction or pride could have been Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas. That's very, very he close. Was, very similar. I mean, he, yeah. he, you know, for him to do some of the things he did, to play with the injuries, the, the sister died and, and mm. he played that night. That was a conviction that I said, whoa, that is absolutely, absolutely crazy. Unbelievable. He was emotional before, went out there, dropped 50 plus, and a month later he's traded. You know, like that's that's something people still talk about. But but it was 
you know, not to not to take the words out of Marcus Ballard, but like for the greater good, right? I mean, what happened after that? Guys like you know Al Horford, you know Gordon Hayward, it kind of put the Southerners on the map, right? Like, man, like I can help those guys. Those guys, you know, I could be the missing piece. It it, it it led to other signings, in my opinion, right? I mean, Al played that last year with Isaiah, but you know, putting the Southerners back on the on the map, so mm-hmm. to speak, mm-hmm. made Al think, okay, yeah, I'll sign. And at the time, it's probably till to this day. It's the biggest free agency signing, you know, between him and Gordon Hayward, you know, historically. But the Southern did go out and sign a couple people, though, Max. I mean, uh, one guy is a power forward, uh, O'Shea Brissett from the Indiana Pacers, a Syracuse alum. So Bobby Manning and uh, A. Sherrod Blakely are really excited about this uh, signing. Uh, and then they also went out and got uh, um, uh, Delano Banton, who's like a th- he was the third string point guard for Toronto, six, seven guard. Um, just goes inside, facilitates, doesn't have much of a shot, but really someone that can kind of set the table. But is that the, let me ask you this that that was that it. either one of those things that they moved the needle for you? Brissett, we got to see what he looks like when he has more of an opportunity. But again, I'm not sold that this is a championship roster until they bring somebody else to that front court, man. Like it's not a championship roster, you know. We, we, we have to wait and see, but right now, on paper, as they say. It is what it is. We'll see what they look like. They're very top heavy, if you will, right? Porzingis, I mean, Tatum Brown, Porzingis, you know, Rob, it, it dwindles from there, right? Brogdon, no, Derek White. No, you got Brogdon, Derek White. You Derek White. Got, it's you, a strong you lineup. Got, you still got a, a very, five. very good team. If if those guys, if, if, if Brogdon was healthy last year, you, you probably you yeah. probably beat, you know, you go out and, and, and beat Miami. But when he was hurt, that was a big piece. But you know what really facilitated this to me was the growth of Derek White. Yeah. That was the piece yeah. that you could see that he had transitioned probably by Marcus as a defender, one-on-one defender. But you get those two guys together, man. They were they were pit bulls, man. Man, but he, he finished you, the season with more blocks than Bam Adebayo, Max. Like, yeah, when you watch when you watch Derek White, what he did, uh, you know, during the playoffs and his growth last year was tremendous as a scorer, as a uh, uh, a defender, a facilitator. Uh, but everybody you everybody you talk to though, they say the same thing. Every player that I've heard talk. Talked about Marcus Smart and how he's going mm. to be missed. So we'll, we'll get Marcus, a chance to see that. Marcus tells us that every single Celtics player reached out to him. Wow. Whether social media, whether text message, he heard from everyone. And he wanted to make it clear that there is no beef between Jalen and Marcus, which somewhat started on social media because of uh, the way Tatum, he posted something on Instagram saying, like, I'm going to, you know, we'll connect together, uh, you know, uh, one, one of these days, and, you know, I'll miss you. And Jalen's not really someone's gonna be posting stuff like that, in my opinion, right? I, I never took that as like, oh man, Jalen, it's your turn. Go ahead and say something about Marcus. Like, that's just not who he really is. I never looked at it that way, but there were some people that were speculating that maybe that what led to the deal. But he's like, Well, no. you know what? You 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 want that. You want that. And I and that was the I think one of the most disappointing things to me was I, I never heard from any of my teammates mm. when I got traded. Wow, I really? I didn't hear from Larry. I didn't hear from Kevin. Robert kind of spoke about me, but I didn't hear from him personally. Uh, you know, all the guys who were left over, Danny, didn't hear from none of those guys. So that was the one thing I, lo- I wish they had said, you know, man, 
we had a great run. And right. I would have been right. sober. I said, man, you, you're right. We had a great run. It's over. Good luck. Good luck. And that's right. all you want at that particular time. And hopefully he got that from the players. And uh, hopefully they gave him a, uh, not the Instagram thing, man. Just get, call me on the damn phone, man. Call me on the phone <laughs> right, and wish right, me right. good luck. Be, be, a, be a man about this thing. Call me and say, you yeah. know, Marcus, thumbs up, man. Good luck to you. And, you know, we'll see each other down the line. And I like what Tatum said. You'll always be my brother. And uh, mm. so that that was really cool stuff for me. When one of your best players says that. No, definitely. Is that Marcus Mark. calling you? <laughs> yeah, he wants to talk to you. <laughs> no, definitely. Um, <laughs> man, that really threw me off. Yeah, no, no, no question. I, I just, I, yeah. I mean, when he reminded everyone in that same interview, right? Like, hey, this is a guy that was on the airplane back to Dallas when I had to say bye to my mom. Like that says it all right there. Like, like he's, he's someone that's a, I can imagine Marcus considers a brother just for that. And, and I also liked how he said, um, you know, people can't really see the whole picture of our relationship all the time, but we're much closer than what it looks like. So, yeah, but you know, that that stuff, I mean, look, it's it's tough to see Marcus go, but I, I just think, again, he's just, he's handled it. He's handled this so professionally, in my opinion, and and, and uh, I wish him the best. I really do. I, I think he's going to be uh, a big part of what Memphis is trying to do next year. But um, lastly, man, we've got to get into this. Is is uh, we kind of talked about it briefly, but Damian Lillard requesting a trade out of Portland, man. Like one, I'm not surprised, but from these reports, and the biggest one that came out of Friday evening was from Mark Medina, where he's saying that Damian Lillard is, is he'll refuse to go to training camp if it's not the Miami Heat, like he's dead set on going to Miami, but you look at the options or the uh, or what the Portland Trailblazers can acquire from the Heat, and it's not that great, Max. I mean, yeah. you're giving away arguably the greatest player of your franchise, and you want a package surrounded, you know, centered on Tyler Hero. I mean, how do you see this thing playing out? If you're Portland, do you give Dame what he wants in, a, in a sort of like a a Minnesota and KG situation? Or are you saying, look, if, we, if we're going to do this thing, we're going to maximize this deal and make sure that we're getting assets and we're getting everything that we want in, in this type of, in this type of trade. Um, if I am them, I try to maximize my, my, my opportunities. Right. Boston has more that they can give you than basically anybody else out there that is a contender. Can you talk Dame Lillard into that? Remember exactly what we talked about a little bit earlier. Kevin Garnett, I talked to him personally. He wanted to go play in Los Angeles with the Lakers. He wanted to play with Kobe Bryant. He was talked into this by several people. I, I, was it Telfair? It was somebody who talked to him about it. Billups. One, a player who that talked to him. I want to say it was Chauncey Billups. Chauncey, yeah. Chauncey Bills yeah. talked to him and said, Ironically, is, the head coach of the yeah, uh, this is where this is where you you need to be. So if you Dame Lillard, does he have friends like that? You know, I'm telling you what, and and let me get this off my chest now. This fucking white party that they have in the Hamptons. I fucking hate it. <laughs> hate it. Why is it, the, is it the ugly all white outfits or just the whole concept? No, I don't them? mind the all white. I to me, and I know the NBA is different, 
but I'm not shaking somebody's hand that just kicked my ass in the playoffs. <laughs> I'm not partying with this. Team. Oh, okay, okay. I see. What you're I, I just yeah, don't. Yeah. I, yeah. That's why even today, I don't have many friends who were on opposing teams because it, to me it was that competitive edge that I wanted to have. That if I needed to dislike you to a point that you know do a Draymond on you, kick you, or trip you, or something like that, I wouldn't feel bad about it. But if right. you're my best friend or, or my best buddy hanging out, Grant and this person and Tom Brady and this, and I'm not jealous of the fact that I didn't go, but I'm just saying from a standpoint of being a player. Right. And I understand things are different now, but I'm just not, I, I just don't feel good about the hanging out possibility. I don't feel good about Tatum being there. I don't feel about good about Draymond being there. I don't feel good about the guys you just play. Right. It's going to ruin my buzz. It's going to ruin my buzz. I'm be like, you know what? All right, that's like an hour or so. Time for me to go. Because you know this jokes. Not you know that joke. You're not going to be like, hey, buddy. Like, no. Dude, they got you kicked your ass last year. And you, 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 you buddied up with him. That to me, hey, I saw Draymond. I saw Draymond. Like, get in here, man. Get in here. Let's take a picture. You know, arm and arm. I'm like, Dude, I ain't, I don't I don't believe that. I don't I feel I, you on that. That shit hurt me. So I need I need to get that off my chest because <laughs> I don't mind that Tom Brady was there. I, I don't give a damn he was there. Jay-Z was there. Oh, you know, you know, you know his new uh, the rumor basketball players who were there who were competing. That to me still stings me when I think about how familiar you are with, you know, with the combatants that you you're going against. Well, Max, you know who uh, you know Tom Brady's rumored to be dating now, right? That's the new uh, the new hot scoop. I hope I hope it ain't Scottie Pippen's, you know, ex wife. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine? No, no, no. Jesus Christ! Uh, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, this girl, it's, it's this Kim girl Kardashian with Michael Jordan's son. Is like, how disrespectful are you? You see what he said about it? TMZ yeah, caught up with him. He just says, I don't approve. I don't I approve. Don't approve. <laughs> I don't approve. Dude, you can go out. You're Michael Jordan's son. You can date multiple people. But Scott, but but her, her record, her track record, what yeah. she's done so far. Yeah, not good. That luck. to me, that, that speaks volumes about okay, 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 enough already. Yeah, you but know, do you do you step in? Do you say, son, you better you better break up with that? I'm sure he probably look, I'm sure he's probably you know, before he would come out and very seldom you see Michael Jordan say anything publicly. I am sure that he said something to it, like, dude, are you are you serious? <laughs> are, you, are you serious? I'm sure his wife, his ex-wife probably said, Scotty Pippen's ex-wife? Are you so <laughs> yes, foul. That's just so I don't know who is so who is Brady reportedly dating. I don't even know. The one and only Kim Kardashian, who happened to be at that same party. Yep, they've been seen together. Uh, nothing intimate, but that's the new. That's the new. That's the word on the streets. Well, I tell you what, that that she is. Uh, say this about her: she's easy on the eyes. She is. <laughs> I'll give you that. She, her Beyonce, she is easy. On the eyes, Jennifer Lopez. I'm, I'm just as easy on the eyes. So and the age was there. The if he went was. there. How's he? Forty eight. How's Tom Brady? About 40, 45, 46. 
Yeah, somewhere yeah. around there. They're around the same age. Kim, Kim's I up there. Is, is she probably, she got to be in her late 30s by now or something. No, like she's that. in her 40s. Oh, she's in her 40s? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I I can, I can see him doing that, you know, as, as a fling. I can see him doing that. As you a know, fling? You never know. Well, here's the thing about it. Just the way if you are, if you are Tom Brady, you can't go out with the average woman. You got to go out with somebody who has right. just as much to lose as you do. Right. And, I agree um, with that. You know, she, had, she has an empire in front of her. She has her name. She has all these things going on. Along. Now, she does have that, you know, that husband, that ex-husband that's, you know, a little out there, but he's not going to be making jokes this time. Pete Davidson is one thing, but this is Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's you like you he, said. Bro, Those Davis, are two empires. Davis, two empires did, coming did, in. Davis get a, a tattoo of of Kim all over his body and all this stuff oh, like man. that. Yeah, his he's he beyond making music at this point. Whether you know a put you know something else in there, I guess you could, but. Whew. Man, that's he's beyond a, making music at this point, man. I miss the old Kanye, as they say. That's the line. I miss the old Kanye. Well, that's that's just the those are the ways of the world, brother. I guess so. I guess so. Well, with that, we wrap up this episode of the Cedric Maxwell podcast. I, you know, I, I knew I'd get a great reaction out of you for that thing, but yeah, I didn't expect the Pippin thing to pop up. <laughs> yeah, but what we do here, we keep it a hundred, man. That's what we do. We keep, keep it, it on the hundred. That's keeping it a hundred. What do you think Michael Jordan saying to his son? Son, you need to keep it on the hundred, okay? This is because you've never heard Michael mention and saying, "Hey, I don't like that. I don't approve." So yeah. you know that had to be like that had to be chewing to him, boy, big time. And he said it loud too, like with his back turned, like, "Nope, nope, I don't approve." And get this on record. You got me recorded now saying this shit. <laughs> Oh man, you already know, guys. Subscribe, rate us, iTunes, wherever you listen to your platform, whatever podcast platform you're rocking with. Uh, and of course, this episode is also brought to you by our good friends over at FanDuel. Head to fanduel.com slash Boston and don't miss out on winning big this summer. They got you covered for sports betting and, uh, you know, enjoy your summer, right? Make yeah, go out, go out big with FanDuel right now. Maybe you can put down some money and see who's going to be next going to be traded with the Celtics. Maybe that might work. I'm sure the FanDuel has something out there that is tasty enough for you, me, and everybody else when it comes to trades and moves because there's speculation right now on Dean Lillard. Will he come? That would be something you could probably put money down with FanDuel. So is is anything out there that you can possibly think about FanDuel as, as your cover? Prop bet spreads. They got you covered. That's fanduel.com slash Boston. We'll see what happens with this crazy NBA free agency. And uh, we'll be back with you next week to recap it all. That's going to do it for this episode. He's Cedric Maxwell. I am Joe Sway Pavone. We'll see you guys next week.